episode three of our summer special series of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Miranda. And in case you are just tuning in, our church is doing a summer series on the book of Romans called Masterclass. And we're going through Romans verse by verse. During the season, we are also having a weekly scripture memorization challenge that has just been so incredibly fun. It really has been. And and during this series, we are talking with members of our Rolling Hills staff and getting their insights. So today we are talking with Chrissy Huffman, who is our kids director at our Nolensville campus about Romans 6 and 7. How are you doing, Chrissy? Great. Excited to be here. We awesome. are so glad to have you. Yes, we are. Um, so just to start off, Chrissy, can you share a little bit about who you are, the different hats you have worn? I know that's a lot um, while you've been at Rolling Hills and where you are currently serving. Sure. Yes. So like you said, my name is Chrissy and I serve at the Nolensville campus. I've been there for um, just over two years and I started off as the office administrator and um, did a dual role with that moving into the kids ministry director. So I did both roles for a few months and now I am just the um, kids ministry director at our campus. So I serve ages birth through fifth grade. Can we, can we remove the word just? She said, I exactly. am just. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a big job. <laughs> Chrissy, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. What significant events or seasons has God used in your life to grow you to be more like Jesus? Yeah, that's always such a fun question. And it's one that at first kind of makes me cringe a little bit being on a church staff because I didn't grow up in church. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you're on a church staff, a lot of times there's this presumption that you've had these perfect um, church histories and these perfect childhood moments where you, you know, started before you were even born in your mother's womb, you were in church. Well, that's not my story. I didn't grow up in church at all. Um, I had a grandfather who poured into me and kind of like, if I knew anything about God, it was from him kind of laying that foundation and that mm -hmm. groundwork. And I would go to church on the off, like Christmas and Easter sometimes to a VBS type situation, but I just didn't know God. I, it wasn't talked about in my house and I just didn't have that um, foundation, but there was a seed that was planted. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward and um, probably to college and I had a roommate who was a Christian and she wasn't necessarily um, going to church at that time, but she would kind of, you know, plant a little bit, some more seeds were planted. And then I met um, Aaron, who's my husband, and he had grown up in church his whole life and was a Christian. And he really, I think, he changed my life and he changed the trajectory of my walk with um, mm -hmm. Jesus. And he introduced me to God in a way that I had never known him before. And after we got married, we started attending church together. And um, that was the first time I really felt Jesus like speaking to me in a personal way. We were living in Florida at that time. And it was a good church and I, you know, started getting connected. Um, but then we moved to another state and it's that at that church that I really felt like like God was for me. And this was a personal relationship that I had. I got baptized in that church. I wasn't baptized until I was almost 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's unique in the way that because I didn't grow up in church and I didn't have this like preconceived notions of who God was. And this, I was like, it was all fresh to me. So I was right. learning it all through my own perceptions and through my own adult eyes where sometimes my husband would say, I wish I had like that. I wish mm -hmm. I had that wonder that you have because 
um, he had grown up, he knew all the stories, he knew all the history. And, and that, you know, I was just kind of learning it as an adult. And I was like, did you know this? This is amazing. I wanted <laughs> to like tell everyone about it. And so I say that was in our first early years of marriage. Like I was, you know, late twenties, early thirties was the first time that I, um, realized like Jesus is a personal friend and a personal savior, not just this like big, scary person that, mm-hmm you know, condemns you for what you do wrong kind of thing. And so since then, it's just been this really amazing journey that God has um, given me such a hunger for him and his word and for his people and for his church. And it's, I think the old me would have said that there was some shame attached to that story that like, I didn't grow up with this perfect history, but it's really a beautiful picture of how God can redeem everything and how he can Mm -hmm. use anyone, no matter where you are. Absolutely. Okay. When... When did you know that you were called to ministry? Yes, that's fun too. So I went to um, like a secular college. I went to the University of Florida, go Gators. And yes. um, if you had told me in college that this would be my call, I would have been like, I, I don't think so. God doesn't use people like me. That's crazy. Um, so it's probably like six or seven years after college, I was working at a preschool and then um that a member of the staff that the church we were attending, I had been like a small group leader and just a pretty heavy, consistent volunteer. She approached me and was like, Hey, we have a job opening on our staff. Would you ever consider that? And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. God doesn't use people like me. Like, that's not, I'm not qualified for that. And really like through her encouragement and through that church staff encouragement, I really um, just prayed about it and felt like God's God's like, yes, you are, I've used people just like you, like read the Bible. The Mm -hmm. disciples were people just like you who, who were, who don't have perfect histories and perfect backgrounds. And so, uh, I was, I just started off as like an office administrator at that church staff too, but I got to help in small group life and help with kids ministry and help with missions and kind of got a taste of all the different areas. And I just, you know, prayed and just felt like this was God's call and God's will Mm -hmm. for my life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been beautiful and fun ever since. Mm -hmm. And, Chrissy also is in seminary right now. How has that been for you, balancing ministry, seminary, being a wife, and being a mom? It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. I've been, I started about a year ago in seminary. So I'm like, I'm finally one year in and figuring out how to go back to school while working a lot of hours and a pretty full job and balancing family life as well. And I thought about that on the way over here because I just, you know, it's May. All the moms out there understand like we have all these events in May and all these things happening. I was like, how am I doing all the things? Like I have VBS next week and a paper due and my kids are, you know, finishing up their school activities. I was like, it is only by the grace of God that I'm, that I'm able to, um, Mm. to prioritize these things and finish everything that needs to be done. So it's just a lot of prayer. I think that that's probably the biggest answer is that's just a mm-hmm. lot of prayer. And like, God, give me the strength that I need for today. Help me to prioritize what I need for today and not to worry about what I don't need to worry about. That's tomorrow. Mm, right. That's a good word. That's a great word right there. So speaking of priorities, we hear a lot from women that it's just really hard to prioritize that the spiritual discipline, being in the word, spending time in prayer, what, what is that looked like for you? And I guess, I guess my question is, how has that, has it been a challenge for you? And then what have you found to work? Yes, it's definitely been a challenge um, in different seasons more than others. But I think the thing, and you said it, is that it's a discipline. And so any discipline that we do takes work. And so 
it's like starting with a habit and then building on that habit and then continuing to do that until it's just part of your routine. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's getting up early in the morning. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, like a night out at all. If you tell me to try and think hard about something past 7 p.m., it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and so I've had to learn like what time rhythms work best for me and my brain. And it's early in the morning. So I know that if I don't get up earlier than everyone else, sometimes that's 4 a.m., sometimes that's 5 a.m., that it's not going to get done. And then I just like kind of pay the consequences for that all day because my day feels unsettled or mm. I feel um, – a little bit, you know, just rushed or bitterness mm -hmm. or just like some of that ugly kind of fleshly kind of stuff that I can tell that I haven't spent time with God. And for prayer, somebody one long time ago told me, you don't have to have like hours to devote to prayer. Like you can pray like all throughout your, your day doing whatever you are. Like if I'm driving somewhere, I'm like, okay, let me pray about this. Or as this person comes to my mind, I'll pray for them right there instead of like, oh, I need to pray for them. Let me mark that down and pray, you know, when I have my hour later, because I'm not going to have an hour later. So just praying as I think about it, just being like constant short talks with God all throughout the day. And then he's part of your day throughout mm -hmm. the whole day too. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Roman series. So, I have really been loving this Roman series. I like, I, to be honest with you, I like the structure. I like the, you know, every week we're walking through a different chapter. We have the journal. And I think I've heard feedback from people that that's really been helpful in mm -hmm. them developing that spiritual discipline, right? Knowing what we're walking through, yeah. having those questions, having the scripture memor memorization, um, to be challenged with that. What's been the most exciting thing for you as we've been walking through such a rich book of the Bible? I'm kind of like you. I like a path. Like I like to know like, Hey, we're on Romans one or Romans two. And so I've really enjoyed this, the going step by step or book by book, even kind of verse by verse. And I like the journal. I like, you know, I'm, I like to write things down. I'm not a phone or an iPad kind of girl. Like I like pen and pencil. So that has been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And then it going with the daily step, just kind of, seeing like, all right, this is what I'm going to read for today. This goes with the sermon. I'm going to journal about that. It's very helpful for my type A personality. So I've <laughs> she, enjoyed for that For our listeners, she literally has a smile on her face right now. <laughs> <laughs> True. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so the last couple of weeks, um, Chrissy, we've been going through Romans chapter six and seven. Um, and, and so here's my question. If you had to summarize these chapters for someone, what would you say? Now, let me caveat that by saying we're not asking you to go into deep theology just for like the average person. <laughs> what if you had to pick out, what would you say that those chapters mean for you? I think it, they're a good reflection of why do we still sin as believers? Mm -hmm. Like we sometimes think that because we've been saved and we've um, been baptized and we trust Jesus with our lives that we're not going to sin anymore. And that's just not the truth. And so I think yeah. those two chapters just really point to like, yeah, we're still going to sin, but there's a plan. Mm. Right. And it's easy to maybe get stuck on one or the other of those. Um, so uh, we, one of the things that we've been asking or talking about when we've, when we've, as we've been doing this series is um, we've been looking at our, weekly scripture memory verse. And um, so for Romans chapter six, it is verse 23, which says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm -hmm. Again, kind of a difficult question, but just asking you to boil it down. What does that verse mean to you? And why do you think it's important? 
I mean, it kind of sums up the whole gospel, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus died for our sins. And so it kind of, I think it's just a really succinct way and to point out like what it, what it's all about, like what Jesus did for us and what we deserved versus what he did and what we get now mm-hmm. as a result. We get eternal life with Jesus. Like that's huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Chapter seven kind of a long one (laughs) so I will say for those you know pushing upper 40s they are challenging us more and more yes (laughs) with each of these chapters but I do I do love it and when we do memorize you know it's just right there treasured in our heart to be able to pull from so I do appreciate that but Romans 7 4 through 6 you're doing this by memory Kathy oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) not doing it by memory (laughs) I'm still working on this one okay uh Romans 7 4 through 6 so my brothers and sisters you also died to the law through the body of Christ that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Amen. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chrissy, what does this verse say to you and how how do you see that kind of playing out in your life yes that is a long one i will have to say (laughs) it is a tough one to memorize but i just think it says like we were we were slaves before that we were slaves to the Mm -hmm. world and we were slaves to sin and to um you know to the fleshly nature like the ugly parts of us like selfishness and envy and anger and just those ugly parts of us that we see. And then we got this beautiful gift of Jesus. He was, he died and was rose again so that we don't have to pay for those ugly parts of us Mm -hmm. anymore. We get to live in the freedom that even though we have those ugly parts and we're still going to sin, that we still get to be born again and we still get to have eternal life with Jesus and with God. And it's just so beautiful that he like paid that price for us. And I think we know that a lot of times, but I don't know that we like fully grasp that and the weight of what that means. Mm-hmm. The and bigness so, of it. Yeah, yeah. Just like the incredible gift that it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's something personally studying Romans that is reminding me of, I, I know what God did, but I forget the bigness of it. And as we're studying and as we're being reminded, like this is for this is for me too. Right. And the bigger that what God did is for me, the more that my love for people can outflow, you know, that right. might, you know, that can outflow into other people. And so it's just been an incredible reminder, I think, for me, the bigness of what God did. What else as you've gone through Romans, um, what other thoughts or verses have kind of stood out to you? I just love how foundational it is. I just think mm-hmm. like it's such a starting point for a lot of people like if if you read it on the front end it feels very almost heavy like oh there's a lot of words I don't understand but as we're going through it book by book and word through word it just breaks it down for us and makes it in a way that's like oh so this is what it's all about like this is where we were this is what where we are now this is what God did this is where we're going and so it's just been it's just a really encouraging book and one of the sermons that we've had on one of the books sorry I can't remember which one was just like on the practice of being grateful and Mm -hmm. gratitude that we Mm -hmm. can have and that that one stuck with me like sometimes I can get lost in not remembering and 
you know, to be grateful for the little things. Like I'll be grateful for the big things, you know, but it's like, there's something to be grateful for every single day. And an attitude of gratitude just changes your perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I've loved um, being reminded of those types of truths. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I just love how Paul, um, I appreciate that he tends to repeat things um, maybe with a different spin on it, but he kind of keeps hammering the same things over and over again. And Sometimes I need that. I'm mm-hmm, gonna. I'm not sure. gonna lie. So, <laughs> um, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? It doesn't even have to be Romans related. Just anything that you would like to share, or anything you think would be helpful. Yeah, I think um, the message that kind of God, will, you know, is putting on me to share with people is that. You're never too far gone for God. Mm. Like you can always just start somewhere. It's not, you're never too old or people don't know more than you or nobody else has their life more together than you. You, um, God has equipped you exactly where you are and it's never too late to lean into that. So just like start small, start somewhere. If you say, I'm going to read the whole Bible today. Well, that's really overwhelming and probably not realistic. But if you're like, I can do the daily step, I can start that. I can read a couple verses a day. Mm -hmm. Just start there. And that is enough. Don't feel pressure to do all the other things that you think make you a good Christian or make you more valuable in God's kingdom because you are valuable exactly where you are and where God has placed you. Love that. Um, Well, Chrissy, thank you so much for being here today. It's been awesome to spend time with you and get to know you a little bit. Um, and also, I must say thank you for all the work you do in women's ministry as well. Oh, you, you, in addition to all the other things that we have already mentioned, she also is uh, volunteers as the women's ministry coordinator in Nolensville, and um, you've just been so great to work with. And so we're we're thankful. Aww, <laughs> we thank appreciate you. you. Ladies, thank you for listening to our As You Go summer series on the Book of Romans. If you are interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is part of the Rolling Hills podcast network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in.